welcome back everybody let's spin some yarn so I'm on my way home today and uh, I just came from a, what the Chiefs call a hail and farewell right not a material what I'm gonna talk about but when I uh, got clear of where I parked my car on base I got a Facebook message from a former student which is pretty common where I've talked about that before um, and, and kind of little tangent I get a lot of messages from prior students and, and you know young sailors that I've trained, um, but I, I consistently would put out on the episodes, you know, if you need anything, get in contact with us. Uh, I don't get a lot of contact through uh, the podcast, social media things, and, and the email address, so I just kind of want to plug it again. It's been a while since we've done a normal episode, and I just really want everyone to understand uh that the resource exists if you need it. Uh, so you can always get a hold of us through Facebook Messenger. You can DM us on Instagram, or you can email us at don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. Um, but this was a, a Facebook message to my personal Facebook page, right? Um, so this CS2, uh, she's now a CS2, made it very quickly because of her incredible aptitude for her job. Her, She's a very, very passionate culinarian, which is, is rare inside the Navy, oddly. Uh, you, you don't get a lot of people that join to be cooks. You get a lot of people that um, ended up there for various reasons. Um, and then you get people that kind of joined just thinking that it sounded like a good idea on paper or whatever, but they don't have... Uh, any passion for culinary arts or prior culinary experience. They may develop it, uh, that happens quite a bit, at, just from practicing the trade, but um, as far as uh, joining with this just passion to do this for as their life's work, it's rare, and she's one of those people, and she is incredibly good at what she does. Just voracious reader, constantly practicing technique, doing going above and beyond, doing amazing things uh, on board the ship she's been attached to, but the part that gets us all, the part that you know drove me to create this medium was the rough around the edges leadership and or just poor leadership, right? She's run into a lot of issues, kind of coping with the Navy side of things. Um, and I guess what I want to address and what I want to talk about is you. Uh, this is for you. This this is for that CS2 directly. I, I thought about messaging back. I thought about calling, uh, but then I thought others could probably benefit from this. So the Facebook message went something like this. Sitting here with my reenlistment package in my lap and I don't know what to do. I can I can see it go going two successful ways within the Navy or without of the Navy, right? And one of the one of the things that's on the table in the very near future is the enlisted aid path, which would she would flourish there. I, I think that that community would be perfect for her and and her passion for culinary arts. The enlisted aid community, for those of you that don't know, is a path uh, culinary specialists can take to basically pursue advanced food service. Uh, they work for flag level officers like. Um, and, and we're talking like four stars, like the CNO and CNP, stuff like that. They work at the Pentagon, the White House, Camp David, Vice Presidents, Presidents. 
Air Force One, the list goes on, right? It, it, they man those kind of, of billets. And a lot of those, they get to work at very small scale, amazing kitchens equipped with incredible equipment. Uh, just they get to write their own menus, be creative, do high level events for high level ranking government officials and, and flag officers and foreign dignitaries. And, and it's pretty amazing work. Uh, and, and it would she would flourish in that realm. Um, and then she also is interested in being a supply corps officer on submarines, which again, like another facet of her personality and skill set is she's incredibly driven and has a work ethic that's second to none. So she would absolutely crush it. And she is uniquely suited for any submariners in the audience, uniquely suited personality wise would fit like a glove on board a submarine. And for the bubbleheads that listen, you know exactly what I'm I'm saying. You can read between those lines. She would fit in perfectly. So she, I mean, she's going to succeed no matter where she goes. And then obviously the last route, she's a very, she's a very unique personality. She's definitely on her own wavelength, very creative, very, I don't even, I, I don't like putting labels on people or, or putting them in boxes, but she's very much an individual and she's very much her own person. And the military is very uniform and it's, you know, they want people to conform to our system, right? Uh, and to the Navy's way of doing things. And while it may be loosening up for some of us that have been around for a while, for her, in the context that she has in, in about a three year period, you know, it's, it's the military can be restrictive. Uh, and it takes a long time to get used to uh, that system and to accept that there are certain things that, you know, you just have to learn to be okay with, I guess. And so obviously it's attractive to, you know, leave the service and, and be able to do whatever you want. I mean, I'm excited about that. Like, I can't wait for the day I don't have to shave anymore. <laughs> like, I have a lot of things that I would do if I was in the military. Like, I'd probably wear more bracelets than Johnny Depp and I'd, <laughs> I wouldn't shave. And I'd, you know, I mean, I all kinds of stuff that I won't do now because I'm representing the military and I'm representing the Navy and I'm a senior chief and so on. But anyway, so that's another path that she's considering. So she's kind of at that crisis point where she doesn't know what to do. And she's at a command where she's working for leadership that from what she's explaining to me, again, I'm not on this ship. Uh, so I don't like to pass judgment on leaders that I'm not either working for or with. But uh, I, from what I can gather from what she's telling me, at the very least, they're not doing a, a great job of of communicating and, and team building and, and you know creating a, an environment conducive to everyone working well together. So it, it's she's having a really hard time with her leadership. Um, gave me a very blunt description of the style of leadership that these people are leading with and and the trouble that she has with it and then, uh, you know everybody else has with it as well. So. That's where we're at, and she's asking me what to do, right? I can't tell anybody what to do in, in this kind of a life-changing decision, right? However, the question, the first part I want to address is the question was asked as if it was, as if this re-enlistment paperwork was going to be like for a lifetime enlistment, right? A re-enlistment can be from anywhere to two, from two to six years, and check me on that. I was a career counselor a while back, but I'm pretty sure it hasn't changed. I'm pretty sure you can still re-enlist for different increments of time at least. Um, but I mean, it's probably, it's not going to be more than, you know, three or four years unless you want it to be all the way out to six. 
And while it seems like a very long time, and it is, I, I you know, I, I've been doing this a long time, and so I, I know how that four-year enlistment feels, but I, what I, I guess what I want to cover first is that, you know, this is only a four-year period of time, a four-year period of time in which you can do a lot of different things. Um, you know, you, you, you could go one path, go the other path, gain a lot of experience, you know, do some very amazing things, all of which in her case will translate very well to the same civilian path that she can always opt for later. Um, this, the first re-enlistment is definitely not a career maker, right? I, I've never understood the people that say, well, you've already done eight or 10 years, you're halfway there, now you can't get out, right? And that's insane. Um, you're still young, you've got a lot of very valuable experience, you can spend that shore duty saving money and going to college and then separate and be in a way better position than anybody will be after just one enlistment. Um, that's what you'll, you'll hear that a lot from good leadership that are counseling people on re-enlistment where, you know, you might not want to make this a career, but you should probably think about getting E5 pay for three years on shore duty, getting that degree, setting yourself up for success, getting more professional experience, blah, 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 and then separating, right? So the first thing I want to address is the, the impression I got from her, you know, call for help was that she's basically making this decision and it maps out the rest of her life. It doesn't, right? It, and that applies to all of you. It doesn't. One, one re-enlistment is not a commitment to 20 years. It's, it's not. And, and to think that, especially with the way they're reshaping the, the pension system. I mean, for, the, for those of you that are at that decision point right now, you're, you know, you, you have the decision to make there to either be grandfathered into the old system or, you know, go with the new one. But um, that's the way it's heading anyway, where, where people can do four, six, seven, eight years and separate and still have something towards a, some kind of a retirement uh, later in life, right? So, so there's that, right? So that was kind of the first part I just want to get out of the way. The, the second part is addressing to directly to you, to CS2. That now I'm talking to you. What I want you to think about is what I think about every single day. I do this for you. You are the reason that I do this for a living. You and, and those kids that I put through that schoolhouse and the kids that I lead right now today, I do this for you. I, I study my craft for you. I consistently pursue developing myself into a better leader of sailors for you. And with that context in mind, if that's not why you're doing this, if that's not what gets you excited to put this uniform on every day, to continue in this career path, to be a leader of sailors, to be a leader within your career field, to develop them to replace you, to make personal sacrifices, some of which are gonna hurt for them, then maybe this isn't for you. But if it does, 
if that's why you do this, and I think there is the reason that you are struggling with this decision, the reason that you're sitting there with that package in your lap, struggling and shooting up a flare to me, is that you're scared of the sacrifice because it's hard and it's going to hurt. But you already know what the right answer is. And it could go either way. And I I don't want this to seem like some philosophical, like roundabout way of telling you that you should re-enlist. That's not what this is. But what it is, is more people like you cut from the fabric that you're cut from are what the Navy needs are what these kids need in leadership positions. You are absolutely right in that you will succeed. You will wear khakis. And the Navy and these sailors will be better for it. And after the experience and the sacrifice, you will be better for it. But just like me and everyone else, there's a stopping point, right? And not everybody's stopping point is post khakis and post 20 years. I know for a fact you have made an impact. I know for a fact there are sailors in this rate, in our career field, walking around this Navy, thanking their lucky stars that they encountered you. That you were there for them, to shield them, to, to help them, to be there for them, and to lead them. I know they exist. I can name them. You're thinking of their faces right now. So knowing that, knowing that you've made that impact, that positive impact on those sailors, knowing that you've left your imprint on me, that that I've, I've talked to numerous people about you being the first person to call me senior and I about lost it it meant that much to me that you've made that kind of an impact on a lot of people including me with that in mind I want you to sit there and think about it and sit there and know that you already know what what you're to say you already know what the answer is you already know what to do and that Regardless of what the decision is, obviously I want you to stick around. Obviously I would love nothing more than to see the day that you put anchors on and then that you put bars on. Nothing in this world would make me prouder except to see you separate if that's what's going to make you happy and go on to conquer the world and be all over the Food Network and Gourmet Magazine and and wherever else winning James Beard Awards every year and just crushing the crushing the game, right? I would be equally as proud. I would show up to whatever I could to cheer you on and to recognize your successes and, and, and everything that you've contributed to that team and to those group of people. So just know that whatever it is, whatever's going to make you happy is what you should be doing Um, because you will make your impact. You already have made your impact on this organization and those people. 
And if you stay, you will continue to be one of just the shining lights. And if you don't, you're going to take that light somewhere else and have the exact same positive effect. But the caution is, understand that we exist in an organization where not all leaders are developed in the way that they should be. And that has an impact on the sailors that are in the position you're in now and that are in the position below you that you've just finished experiencing. And that the only way that changes is with improved leadership development and education, which I've, <laughs> I think I've beat that horse as dead as it's gonna get. And so I won't go down that road right now, but the only way it changes is with, with that and with leaders like you sticking around and positively impacting this organization. And that's why I do this. And if that, if that helps, I'm happy. But I also want you to know that this is not a cry for, for you to stay in. This is not my, me making my case for you to re-enlist. This is me trying to best explain what you would be getting yourself into if you stay and that I will support you no matter what you do. I think that's the best I can do. Um, I, I don't know that I can better answer this question because like I said at the beginning, I can't tell you what to do. And it, that was the question. Um, this, is, this is a personal life decision that's very, like, it's, it's a life-changing decision, right? It's, it's a big choice. And uh, it's only one you can make. And I, I hope that... <laughs> that this rant helped um, in some way, shape, or form, but uh, know that I do this for you and that if this is what you continue to do, that you will be doing it for them. It's not something that you're you're choosing selfishly as, as something you're going to do your, for yourself, even though it is very rewarding and I, I do get a lot out of it but I've given more of myself than I ever thought I could. And I will continue to do that until my time is up and I've got nothing left to give. I'm almost home. Uh, that's what I got for this week. I was going to uh, work on an episode this weekend. I hope I still have time to do that. Um, but this was something that I just thought it was more appropriate to answer this question in this way. And uh, for the CS2 in question, know that no matter what, I am just devastatingly proud of you. Uh, and that's it. Thanks for listening. And don't give up the ship.